This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wattsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. We are joined in studio today by a reporter in training. You mind introducing yourself? Hi, my name is Riley Ahern. Thanks, Riley. We have a great show coming up today. First of all, we're going to be discussing what series, uh, TV, book, etc. we'd like to see made in movies uh, in light of the new Breaking Bad movie coming out tomorrow. Uh, we've also got two very exciting interview segments today. We've got CSU's Chem Club here talking about their Halloween spooktacular, as well as a couple members of Grey Rock uh, Magazine talking about uh, reading some of their poetry and talking about how you can submit your writing to be a part of Grey Rock Magazine. So it's going to be a really fun show. Anything to add, Ren? Yeah. So we're going to have Riley Ahern, who is our uh, reporter in training, read some of our local news. And then after that, we're going to go into that interview. And then we wanted to ask you if you had any insight into it. If you could turn any book or television series into a movie, what would you choose? And if you have an answer to that question, go ahead and call Go ahead and text us at 970-491-5278. Again, that number is 970-491-5278. Also, if you have any questions for Grey Rock Magazine or the members of the Chem Club, you can go ahead and text us your questions for those, them as well for their interviews at 970-491-5278. And again, that number is going to be 970-491-5278. Those will also be on Twitter. I'm tweeting those right now. But kicking it off, we're going to go ahead and have Riley read some of our local news. So today at CSU in Fort Collins, we woke up to our first snow of the season, and many students were shocked by the 40-degree temperature drop that they experienced throughout the day. By 7 a.m., two and a half inches of snow had fallen in Laramie County and was recorded by the Fort Collins weather station. According to the National Weather Service, there was a transition from rain to sleet to snow at approximately 5 a.m. on Wednesday night. A winter weather advisory is in effect until 3 p.m. on Thursday, and a freeze warning is in effect until 9 a.m. Since ground temperatures are still warm, the snow isn't expected to stick. However, the Federal Emergency Management Agency warned it is cold enough for roads to be icy, especially bridges. Awesome. Thank you, Riley. We're going to keep going with that local news. The Coloradoan reports that as of today, Chick-fil-A's Fort Collins location has closed its doors. The fast food restaurant will temporarily be closed due to renovation that started at 3 p.m. on Thursday, October 10th, and is estimated to last approximately two months. This is all according to an email sent out by the location's operator, Stephen Stein, which read, While we are sad that our doors will be closed until the end of November, we are excited that when we reopen, we will be better equipped to serve you. Chick-fil-A's announcement comes on the heels of several Fort Collins closures, including Linden Street Cafe, Wild Boar Cafe, It will also be clo- and Sasushi. Starry Night Expresso announced recently that much like Chick-fil-A, it will also be closed for a portion in October to make renovations on its building. If you need to get your chicken fix from somewhere, a chicken-themed restaurant is coming to Fort Collins, according to 303 Magazine. Chicken Cone is a grab-and-go style chicken joint that serves crispy breaded chicken nuggets sauced in six different flavors and stuffed into sweet vanilla wa- sweet waffle cones. Situated in Old Town, Fort Collins, just minutes from Colorado State University, the new hub caters to both families and hungry students alike. Jonathan Almanzer and Josh Lanier co-founded a unique food truck in the New York City area in 2011 and quickly transferred it from Meals to, on Wheels to a fast food chain, with the franchise's first restaurant opening in 2015 in Dubai. The restaurant features different sauces and flavor combinations. During October, the feature flavor is a sriracha m- macaroni and cheese topped chicken cone, while in November it is Thanksgiving inspired with the same popular chicken tossed in homemade gravy and topped with dried cranberries. Chicken Cone has been in Fort Collins since 2008 and is located in an outdoor market called The Exchange. Fox 31 News reports about a woman in Fort Collins who was charged by two moose and came away unharmed. While hiking near Copper Mountain in Uneva Pass, Audrey Dixon says she feels lucky to be alive after two moose charged to her during her hike. Dixon said she knew the precautions while dealing with moose and stated, I know you should be 75 feet away from them, and I was 200 feet away from them. And then she was keeping her eye on the first moose she spotted when another one soon appeared and she immediately began backing away. When the moose began charging at her, 
Dixon said she immediately hid behind a tree, but was scared the moose would come behind her. I thought about going into a switchback behind me, but when I started moving, they started running again. Dixon said, so I got to the tree. Colorado Parks and Wildlife recommends giving wildlife plenty of space. In a situation such as this, it says to back away first, then put an object between you, yourself and the moose, just as Dixon did. Colorado Parks and Wildlife estimates the moose, moose run lasts early through October. It could have been much worse, Dixon said. It's never worth it. I was really looking forward to this nice long hike. The hike will be there another day. And that is your local news on the Rocky Mountain Review. Thank you so much, Ren. Absolutely. All right. So we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back from the break, we're going to have CSU's Chemistry Club here talking about their Halloween spooktacular. So be ready for that, dear listener. We will see you in just one moment. And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter, and we are here with the CSU Chemistry Club. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Maggie. I'm an outreach coordinator with the chemistry department at CSU. Um, yeah, and my name's Hannah. I'm the other outreach coordinator for the chemistry department. Thank you so much for joining us, Maggie and Hannah. Uh, what roles do you two play in the chemistry club? Um, we are both outreach coordinators for the chemistry club, and our job um, kind of overlaps with the chemistry club and the department. Awesome. And then, so what does a typical meeting look like in the chemistry club? Uh, we start out with a fun chemistry demonstration where we do an explosion or something like elephant toothpaste where there's foam everywhere. And then we do a more interactive activity with the students who are interested in chemistry, such as bubbles that bounce on their clothes or making slime, things like that. That sounds fun. Is it open to anyone? It is. Any major, any background, whatever. And you get free pizza. And you get free pizza. So uh, how long have you been a part of the chemistry club at CSU? Um, I've been a part since my freshman year, which is now four years ago. So it's been a, a long time with the chemistry club, and I've, I've loved it every year. And I've been a part of the chemistry club for the past two years as the outreach coordinator. Gotcha. And how did you, uh, how did you find it originally? Uh, we're both chemistry majors, so we're very involved in the department. And you see posters about the chemistry club everywhere. And so it's a really fun activity that you can go and do. And it's good to get to know all of your peers in the department. Gotcha. Like, uh, if you were to estimate, how big do you think the club is? Um, I think it's varied a lot. When I joined my freshman year, there was maybe like the officers and like five members. But now at our meetings, you know, last year and this year, we'll get a turnout of anywhere between like 15, 20 people. So wow. it's definitely grown a lot in the last couple of years. Very cool. Um, I heard you were recently ACS affiliated, um, and I, I don't know what that means. Could you <laughs> tell me what that means? Yeah, so um, the American Chemical Society is um, a society of chemists, and being an um, ACS-affiliated club um, just means that we do events with them, and we go and attend their conference every year in the spring, and it's a really um, amazing opportunity for networking. And so, like, four years ago, I think, is when we became ACS-affiliated. Yeah, at the conference every year, we present a poster for our club and compare it to other chemistry clubs around the nation. Yeah, and last year we had a lot of people present research that they do here with uh, faculty in the chemistry department. Oh, very interesting. What's some of the work you're the most proud of doing with the chemistry club? Um, I would say being like moving from being like a member into an outreach coordinator. I've loved being able to get more involved. And then specifically as an outreach coordinator, we do a lot of shows um, at elementary and middle schools where teachers will oh. reach out to us and, you know, ask to do some sort of lesson, you know, expanding on what they're doing in class. And one of our most popular ones is a liquid nitrogen show, um, focusing on it's, we can craft it to any grade level, but oftentimes, you know, states of matter and pressure and density and frozen food comes at the end. So it's a very fun time. And the, the kids react pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. They love it. I think my favorite grade to do that show for is probably sixth grade, but we'll do it for elementary, middle school, you know, any of them. Do the do the little, little kids really understand what's going on? Are they like, oh, wow, magic? <laughs> pretty much. They think it's magic. We throw liquid nitrogen on the floor and it makes little beads that roll around <laughs> everywhere and they want to touch it, but they can't. We make that very clear. <laughs> do they think you're mad scientists? 
They do. Sometimes they do. They ask us about other like mad scientist things that we do in our free time. Like that's all that we do. <laughs> it's a full time job. Do you guys go to the schools or do the schools come to you? Um, most of the time we go to the schools. Actually, though, we have Steamboat Springs Middle School is coming out here soon. Um, just because they're they're coming on a trip to CCSU and they wanted to um, us to put on a show for them. But oftentimes we travel to the middle schools in the area and elementary schools. Okay. Awesome. I just asked because something like that, I remember that happening to me in middle school, and it was so, so cool. Okay, my fifth birthday party, I had a, I had a mad scientist come <laughs> in. I kept that poster up in my room, like, till I was, like, 18. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Probably was, like, 10. So can you guys go into more detail about what uh, the Spooktacular is? Yeah, so the Spooktacular is a community event where... Uh, families or students or whoever wants to come from the community can come and learn about science with a fun like Halloween platform. So we have a liquid nitrogen show, a mad scientist show. We have interactive activities that the kids can take home like slime and uh, we have witch melting, tie dye, face paint. There's a craft station where they can make like a little goodie bag and trick or treat at all the stations. And we also have the um, Zoological Discovery Center coming from Denver and they'll have reptiles. Whoa. And we have CSU's Entomology Club coming and CSU's Aquarium Club coming. So there's a lot of things you can do. That, that's interesting that it's a kind of a cross collaboration between a few different STEM clubs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it's a really big event. Last year, we had 1,200 people attend. Whoa. So we have to entertain all of them. That's a massive number. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long has this been going on for? What year is this? Uh, we think, think it's 15, Yeah. but we're not entirely sure. It, it's it, been happening for a really long time. So old, you lost track. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so um, I'm, I'm going to rephrase what I was originally going to ask here. Um, what cause what do you think caused the spooktacular to come into being what do you think the uh what what do you think motivates people to keep doing this for such a long time that's a good question um uh probably just that it's such like a big event and we really want to get kids inspired about loving science because sometimes they are introduced to it in it in school and they like don't like their teacher or something and so we provide a way for them to like really get into science and really fall in love with it in a way that they can appreciate Wow. Yeah, I know a lot of faculty attend the event too, so I think that kind of keeps it going. I've had teachers be like, oh, I bring my family every year, and that's really cool to hear. Do you think it uh, helps kind of empower the STEM community in a way? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say so, especially um, our collaboration with other CSU STEM clubs coming. Um, yeah, and yeah, just doing anything, I think we're, you know, it's Fun science is exciting to anyone, no matter how old you are. Yeah, I was going to ask if you guys thought it helped uh, children get more excited about STEM careers rather than just thinking, oh, I can't do that, it's all math. Yeah, definitely. Especially because they get to come dressed up and they get to have, you know, candy and... and um, and there's so many different things to do that it, it's like it's a three-hour event. They can go see as much as they want to. Um, and, you know, then they can hear about the chemistry club and maybe come to some of our other STEM events that we do. Awesome. Are, are there are there science demonstrations at the Spooktacular, like, you know, little uh, like chemistry demonstrations? or? Yeah, so our, we have a liquid nitrogen show, which is just liquid nitrogen. But then we also have a mad scientist show, okay. which features a ton of chemistry that the kids can't do at home. Like we have one called Screaming Gummy Bears. Oh, what's that? <laughs> we put a gummy bear in a test tube and light it on fire and it <gasps> screams. <laughs> it's very fun. I think <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds fun, but I... I um. I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> it's super bear. fun. <laughs> and then we also we also cut a face out of a plastic pumpkin, and we do elephant toothpaste, so it looks like the pumpkin is vomiting. Oh, gross! <laughs> it's definitely a show where I think you'll walk away being like, "Oh, that's some magic chemistry." <laughs> yeah. All right on. So, are you two going to be a part of it? Uh, we kind of run around the entire event. Our mad scientist show is led by our demo specialist for the chemistry club. Uh, Luca and Creighton, if that's important. <laughs> uh, but they lead the entire thing and plan all of the demonstrations and things like that. And then our liquid nitrogen show is led by a couple of chemistry graduate students here. Um, and But Maggie and I are kind of like the behind-the-scenes coordinating and planning the entire event. So the night of, we'll be running around making sure everything's going smoothly. <laughs> right on. Okay, this, one, this one's just for me because I need to know if I'm going to go. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, how scary is it going to be? 
Zero. Zero. It's not going to be scary. <laughs> not spooky. Maybe if you end up in the dark room. We also—I forgot to mention that we have oh, that yeah. booth too. There's a dark room where um, we like take a room and black out all like the walls and everything, and then we put a bunch of things in there that like fluoresce and glow in the dark. And oh. that one's a fun room. I don't know if you'll get like spooked out. Or I don't scared, know. It sounds pretty scary. Trippy. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, last question. A little, little more logistic oriented. Uh, so where and when will this be taking place? Um, so it's October 27th from 3 to 6 in the CSU Chemistry Department. And if you yep. would like more information, you can go to csuhalloweenshow.wixsite.com slash my site. Awesome. Thanks. That's csuhalloweenshow.wixsite.com slash my site. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> and then is there any before we wrap up, is there anything else you guys want to add about your event? Um, if you are a student and you would like to volunteer, you can volunteer at the website, which is csuhalloweenshow.wixsite.com slash my site. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but then after that, we're going to come right back with Max for Campus News, and then we're going to have our interview with Amy. Yep. With Amy George with uh, Grayscale. Gray Rock. Gray Rock. Grayscale's from that. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> with Gray Rock. And if you have any questions for her about that, you can text her us at 970-491-5278. Again, that number is 970-491-5278. And we'll be doing a Twitter question, too. Right. And then we also wanted to pose that question again for our roundtable about uh, movies that are turned from shows and popular other genres and we just wanted to ask you again, if you could turn a movie or turn anything into a movie, what would you choose and why? And go ahead and text us your questions or tweet us at KCSU FM. Uh, and you can text us at 970-491-5278. Once again, that number is 970-491-5278. And we're going to do all of that right after the break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter, and we're joined in studio by a trainee reporter. Hi, my name's Riley Ahern. Thanks, Riley. So we've got, uh, we just heard from the CSU Chem Club about their Halloween Spooktacular. And uh, like they said, if you're interested in checking out the Spooktacular volunteering, you can see it at their website. Um, and coming up next, we've got two members of Grey Rock Literary Magazine reading some of their work and talking about the submission process. So that's going to be very exciting. Uh, if you have any questions for Greyrock, uh, you can text them to us at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-KCSU. Or respond to the Twitter question we tweeted. Uh, we'll also have a roundtable coming up at the end where we're discussing what series, be it book or TV, we'd like to see made into a movie in honor of El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie coming out tomorrow. We are not sponsored in any way. <laughs> we're just hyped. <laughs> um but before all of that, Max, yeah. don't you have something for us? I do. So, uh, hi, I'm Maxwell Hunter, and this is your Campus News for Thursday, October 10th, 2019. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review here on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Colorado State's 19th Annual Diversity Symposium will be taking place next week from Monday, October 14th through Friday, October 18th. The event includes more than 50 sessions and is free and open to the public. Some highlights include... CSU Assistant Vice President for Gender Equality, Corey Wong, will be giving an update on her Feminist Fight Club on Monday. CSU alumni and Executive Vice President of Target, Arthur L. Valdez Jr., will be leading a keynote speech and other sessions on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll see a fireside chat between Colorado State's new president, Joyce McConnell, and Vice President for Diversity, Mary Ontiveros, about diversity at 4 p.m., Thursday will include a keynote panel from the Race and Intersectional Studies for Educational Equity Center, a.k.a. RISE. Friday, we'll have a session called Preventing an Anti-Semitism, Introduction to the Proposed Action Plan. In light, oh, and actually, this report is going to be given by our trainee, Riley. So, Riley, you want to take the stage? Yeah. Here you go. Hi. In light of the recent snow, Colorado State University would like to remind people that living in Colorado means living with snowy weather. And campus will not close unless conditions are extreme. The final say goes to President McConnell, but is based on a recommendation from the public safety team. For an overnight storm, the team stays up all night to gather data and gathers at 5 a.m. to discuss over a conference call. 
From there, the PST gives the president their recommendation. Whether that's to keep school open, delay the start of classes, close midday, cancel evening events, or cancel everything altogether. The decision is usually made by 5.30 a.m., and if campus is closed, students and faculty who do not reside on campus are asked to leave. The news of a campus closure will be sent out in emails and over text as well as posted to CSU's source news site. Thank you so much, Riley. Great job. All right. So, continuing on, Colorado State University hosted the 29th Society of Environmental Journalists Conference yesterday, October 9th. The conference saw over 700 environmental journalists coming to campus. The conference was directed by journalism professor Joe Champ and co-chaired by journalism instructor Josh Zaffos and radio host Susan Moran. The conference began in the early afternoon and went well through the evening with a dinner service. CSU's research in all seven continents on Earth was showcased. A major theme of the conference was the importance of using the correct language and the correct names. As a summation of the event, CSU Provost Rick Miranda said to the audience of environmental journalists, Today, when confidence in science is at risk, we have never needed you more. The university would like to remind people that as an election year approaches, many people take to the free speech spaces on campus to demonstrate their political opinions. Colorado State considers safety its main priority and evaluates each event in order to create an appropriate safety plan. These plans are not released to the public in order to keep safety practices secure. These plans protect public safety, but still allow people to demonstrate peacefully. Colorado State's policies are dictated by the National Freedom of Speech Guidelines, our own University Freedom of Speech Guidelines, Peaceful Assembly Guidelines, and University Large Assembly Guidelines. If you are at any point concerned for your safety or the safety of others, you can call 911. Or, if you are on campus, you can call 970-491-6425 to reach CSU Police. That is 970-491-6425 to reach CSU Police in the case you ever need it. That has been your campus news for Thursday, October 10th. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review here on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Thank you, Max. No problem, Ren. Alrighty, we're going to take a short break, but then after that, we're going to have a couple of poetry pieces read to us live on air. And then after that, we're going to have our uh, roundtable discussion. I forgot the word for that for a second. (laughs) And we already posed some questions for that. But once again, if you have any question for Gray Rock or the two wonderful women in our studio and any questions about poetry in general, you can go ahead and shoot us those questions at 970-491-5278. Once more, that number is 970-491-5278. And you can also text us your responses to our question about if you could turn anything into a movie, what would it be at that same number, 970-491-5278. Or tweet us. Or tweet us, yes. Tweet us, uh, message us on Facebook, honestly, anything. Ren, did I ever tell you, I think I did, uh, come up with a past tense for tweet. Twote. Twote. (laughs) If you you send us a tweet, we have been twote at, so twote at us. Alrighty, so stick around for those live poetry readings right after the break. Welcome back from the break. I'm Ren Wadsworth. I'm Maximus Hunter, and we are joined in studio by two fantastic members of Grey Rock Literary Magazine. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, yes, hello. Thank you for having us. Uh, I am Amy George, and I'm this year's poetry editor for the Grey Rock Review. And I'm Natalia Sperry, and our, I'm our associate poetry editor this year. Thanks, Amy and Natalia. So uh, I've heard tell that you're going to read some poems for us. Indeed we are. Awesome. So uh, why, don't, uh, why don't you each have two, right? Yes. Awesome. So why don't uh, you, we just switch off in that way? Uh, whichever one of you wants to start. Sounds good. All right. And if you'll just uh, say your name and the title of the poem before you start reading it that way, if people want to look it up on their own, they can find it. Okay, great. Um, so we were both published in last year's uh, uh, Grey Rocket Review, so we're going to be reading those poems. And uh, my first poem is called April, and I wrote it quite a while ago, but here it is. <laughs> Uh, molding bodies into every corner and crevice like warmed clay in our hands bitter smoke winding and evaporating after it has already peeled back our lips 
Souls and souls stuck by the essence and trapped in the grime of whatever's left over. Tinkering with bottle caps and pull tabs, an aluminum tower of babble. In heaven, the harps drown out, the ringing in our ears. What we thought was confetti poppers, fireworks, was just a gunshot. Snaps. Alrighty. Thanks, Amy. This is a poem called, But Like We Never Talk About the Female Astronauts, by me, Natalia Sperry. But like, we never talk about the female astronauts, and after the credits rolled on First Man, I said, that's bull. It was date night at the Lyric and we were 19, and he sighed like it wasn't cute anymore, asked why we can't just enjoy things. I was holding the leftover large popcorn that had set me back six bucks with buttery fingers, and when he reached for more, I asked him if he could name a single one, because I knew right there I sure couldn't. And why was it so important that we fake the moon landing over and over when Sally Ride and Mae Jemison and Anna Lee Fisher were all just names in a picture book they showed me in kindergarten to tell me I could do anything, but Ryan Gosling reminded men that even their smallest steps belong in history. Don't get me wrong, I used to stare up at the moon and think with shivers about those first men too, but that's the point. Because no woman, not even one of the 53 Earth has collectively sent into space has stepped foot on a celestial body they weren't born on. And as we stood waiting for the lift, I shivered in just my star-covered Zelda t-shirt and faux flannel. I refused to borrow his jacket. And on his, his phone, he read aloud names of women, and I looked up at a dark sky with crescent waxing. I couldn't breathe it felt like black glass closing in overhead into eternities of smallness snaps thank you so much Natalia sorry I can't snap very well that's okay um, <laughs> but my second poem is called lead poisoning and that's by me Amy George also known as Yam uh, and here it is they say Van Gogh may have had a taste for yellow paint lining his workspace with wine glasses full of creamy sunshine he took those rolled-up tubes and pried them open, tonguing out every remnant of that elixir, hoping that one of those drops would hit that last dark spot, coat every nasty corner with all good things, poured the contents directly down his throat. And you stare down the neck of a different kind of bottle, aside from bearing yourself into a variety of other shades, plowing forward into a name that you have forgotten, wanting that to fill you up too. And he has chafed bleeding nostrils from straightening those lines he knows so well, chopping methodically precise rows of white. And she uses that same razor for a different kind of edge, pushing deep, spilling out the sides, something not as thick as paste, yellow paint. And maybe you were mine. Those pretty little sentences and painted perfect life. Snaps. Thanks, Amy. I'm curious, when did you write that? Uh, I wrote that at the end of my freshman year. Gotcha. All right, Natalia, you ready? Yeah, definitely. This is a poem that I wrote in a sort of, um, I would say, infamous local cafe that I won't name, but I'll see if y'all at <laughs> home it, can guess where it is. Does it have an animal affiliation? I cannot comment on that. Okay. Let's see, <laughs> let's see if everyone can guess. In the cafe we visit to pretend we're artists. And what's so bad about being a barista anyways? Greet people, however thankless, with a cup of what they need to get them through the day. A public service, really, not to mention a craft of foam and drip and syrupy bean. But that isn't the point, is it? When people smile politely and ask about life plans through avocado toast on the tongue, like creamy, crunchy millennial medley and latte that is entirely too sweet, and in response or defense she says, art is not without risks, because saying is like smelling cigarette smoke and thinking, oh, that's a pretty way to die slowly, but she shaped her life in slant. Do that what you love, but pepper your education with, and also, so everyone remembers to take you seriously. Sit under mosaic stars of the Art House Cafe, open 24 hours a day, because we all can't stop kidding ourselves long enough to consider how the heat from these coffee cups feels like relief, the way the footsteps on old wood sound like neighbors come knocking, and isn't art dead anyways? Snaps. You have a fantastic voice. Ever thought about doing radio? Oh, haha, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick to the page. <laughs> hey, we got you here now. So. Both of you have such beautiful metaphors and similes in your poems. Well, thank you. Yeah, I love, oh my gosh, they were so good. <laughs> I love poetry so much. Uh, do you guys know Andrea Gibson? Sounds familiar. They're but from I can't Boulder. Right oh. Yeah, and they're 
incredible. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, love me some local poets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not allowed to try and guess what coffee shop that is. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I, I mean, it's your uh, it's your poem. <laughs> not sponsored. Not sponsored at all. Not sponsored. Is it Alley Cat? It's the Alley Cat. It's the Alley Cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only 24-hour one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's sort of a dead giveaway. Yeah. And also the pretension. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, there's that. There, there's that other. Actually, there is another 24-hour coffee shop in town. It's just like Does no college students go there. In the title, we'll leave it ambiguous. Who knows? So. <laughs> it could be any coffee shop. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Gray Rock Magazine and the Gray Rock Review. Um, so, for those who don't know, would you tell us what the Gray Rock Review is? Uh, yes. So, the Gray Rock Review is the CSU Literary Journal, and it's open to all undergraduates of any major. Uh, We publish a new issue every spring, and uh, we accept submissions of fiction, creative nonfiction, poetry, and visual art, and those submissions are actually open right now until December 20th. Gotcha. And uh, so you said that's for anyone in any major. Um, If they wanted to submit their work, where could they do that? I... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we do have a website, but you can also go to Submittable. That's where we process all submissions. So you go to grayrockreview.submittable.com. You can send us your poems, fiction, creative nonfiction, visual arts, and um, we have a lot of guidelines online to sort of walk you through the process. Awesome. Uh, could you could you tell us about what some of those guidelines are? So uh, a listener who maybe has a piece that... Um, he wrote in one of his classes because we're talking about me now um, and he thought, thinks you might want to submit uh, but doesn't know if it would follow the guidelines definitely so for poetry for our section um, we accept a maximum of five poems that need to be no longer than 20 pages total and we do want all poems in that case to be submitted on separate documents if you're submitting more than one um, also something of note for those of you that like to play with form on the page like I do. Um, <laughs> it's good to save um, your work as a PDF because that's the only way we can guarantee that we preserve the form. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience here. Please, please pay attention to that. Um, and then for fiction and creative nonfiction, you can submit three pieces of no more than 5,000 word total. Um, and so that's pretty standard, like what you have to do for your classes, double spaced, 12 point font, Times New Roman, all that jazz. Gotcha. Uh, content restrictions? Ooh. I, there's really no content. Yeah, I mean, we can't guarantee that certain risque things are going to be published, but... Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of things published in the past that cover a bunch of different topics, so it's really yeah. not We're a huge open. issue. Yeah. Is it yeah. just if you guys deem it to have, like, literary value? It's not just risque to be risque? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we definitely prefer for there to be, like, intention there. It's not just, like, a stream of, like, curse words or, like, real explicit fan fiction. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's not not great for a literary magazine. You know, there's other forums for all of that. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, When does the the magazine come out? Uh, It comes out in the spring. So the spring semester this year. Um, But, yeah, we would love to see any work that anyone has uh it's super exciting to get to read everybody's you know work they've been working on for a while you know absolutely and um i'm gonna i'm gonna break the fourth wall here a little bit amy and i know each other outside of the station we're talking previously about maybe if gray rock gets some good submissions having more uh readings on the show that'd be super cool absolutely and i I think this was a huge success with you two so i i would love to see more of that happen Mm -hmm. But people got to submit. So um, you want to tell them one more time, uh, if they're interested, where they can submit to? Uh, you can submit to the com slash submit, or really just Google Grey Rock Review, and it'll get you where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll give you all sorts of updates throughout the semester, keeping uh, it fresh in your mind. Where, where <laughs> could I find you on Twitter or Instagram? What's your handle? I think we're at Grey Rock Review. Yeah, we got the OG. Oh, yeah. We found the passwords. We hacked the system. (laughs) You're in. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else you guys want to add about your magazine, about submitting, just Uh, in general? Well, we do do blind reading, so Mm -hmm. it's all completely unbiased. Uh, That's why we ask for a separate cover letter. So uh, 
we will completely just accept the work on its own basis. Uh, yeah, and we're really excited to see work from, again, all undergraduates. I know that when people hear literary journal or literary magazine, they tend to think, oh, English majors, oh, mm-hmm. poetry, art, that's not me. But we really want to see anything that anybody on campus has to share with us. All right. Well, from one review to another review, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We even have the word rock in both of our names. Uh, Gray wow. Rock, Rocky Mountain Rocky. Review. Uh, it makes we sense that heaven. we've been doing this. We're the same. We should do wow, this. We're twins. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, yeah. thank you so Absolutely. much for coming on. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to be doing that roundtable discussion about what series uh, we would like to see made into a movie, and the Gray Rock Girls will be joining us for that one, too. So... Uh, Stick around. Should be a lot of fun. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. And we are joined in studio by two members of Grey Rock Literary Review. Would you like to introduce yourselves once again? Uh, Hi, I'm Amy George. And I'm Natalia Sperry. Thanks, Amy and Natalia. So we're going to be talking about uh, what series we would like to see be made into movies. And before we hop into this conversation, uh, I would just like to say uh, if you have any suggestions of uh, series you'd like to be made into movies, uh, send them in at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278. Or tweet them at us. But we're going to get started uh, for a little bit of context. Uh, the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, mm-hmm. comes out tomorrow. And um, Breaking Bad was one of, one of my favorite shows back in uh, 2014 when it ended. And uh, there was no real plans to make a movie or keep it going. And then they made this whole movie in secret. And it never leaked to anyone they were making a Breaking Bad movie until, like, two or three weeks ago when they started advertising, hey, there's a movie coming out. By the way. (laughs) No one knew. Um, And so that got us thinking here, you know, Breaking Bad is such a a classic uh, TV series. What other classic TV series or just series in general Mm -hmm. would we like to see be made into movies? Um, Let's just go around the room. Ren, what do you think? All right. So um, I will tentatively say that I'm kind of a nerd. So I have two. Um, this has already been made into a movie, but I didn't like it, so we're going to ignore that it happened. Um, <laughs> and actually, the series came from the movie, but I would like to see another movie be made of it, and that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I yes. grew up on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I really love the story and the characters and the way it's um, made, and I think a movie in this time, especially with um, a lot of emphasis on female empowerment, could do yeah. very, very well. It's Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? Mm-hmm. And she still looks young, so I mean, she could do it still. Yeah. Um, and then my other one, kind of in light of the Joker movie coming out and kind of thinking along the lines of comic books, would of course be Gambit, um, a Gambit movie. I'm, I'm not familiar with Gambit. I know oh, Gambit's I a superhero. Tell, you. tell me about <laughs> so, X-Men? Yeah, X-Men. So Gambit was created because Wolverine was not fulfilling the role of the bad boy, quote-unquote, in the X-Men universe. He was so So, tough, though. (laughs) Not in the comics, he wasn't. Um, So Gambit's Cajun, um, so he's got that kind of cool accent going on. Um, He throws, like, kinetic cards. So, like, his mutant power is that he, like, harnesses kinetic energy. Um, And he's, like, the love interest of Rogue, who's more popular in the movies. And I think like he would be really interesting to make a movie about, and I'm obsessed with him. So I gotta of course say, I'd I think go. I saw they were working on. They a movie were gonna do one next. with Channing Tatum, Tatum. Yeah, and I was gonna boycott that with <laughs> all of my heart. <laughs> okay, fair, Valid. fair. Yeah, you did, you did say he was supposed to be Cajun. Yeah, well, not even just that. Just because like he's supposed to be this like super lanky guy, and that's kind of his like. Sh- Bit, like shtick is he's not strong like well and Channing Tatum that's yeah, the opposite of yeah kind of his deal. he's not the strong one in the relationship which is why I like their dynamic like Rogue always had to save him and like beat up the bad guys for him he was kind of just like oh no I got captured again <laughs> so I really would love to see a movie kind of the hero in distress I like that yeah Amy what do you think uh, about this one? Or, or, or just in general, what series would you like to see be made into a movie? Well, I was just looking for inspiration, and it reminded me of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. And I think oh that would be gosh. a great movie, honestly. I don't know if the world could handle that movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I would like to see it all the same. I think it would do really well. Like, I, real. it would. It's one of the most successful. It's the longest-running sitcom of all time. It's yeah. a really successful show, and they kind of... 
never they've never stepped up kind of what they do they always just make the tv show and they they don't really make it that crazy or anything i mean it's it's all pretty crazy but they don't like scale it up that much that would be that would be wild yeah they could do some crazy things with the production value in a movie i feel like oh, oh yeah. yeah i mean they crazy probably places. have so much money oh, to yeah. do oh yeah I would like, think so. Yeah. But. yeah. All right, Natalia, what do you think? All right, so I'm going to surprise, surprise the English major. I'm going to bring us to a book series. Please. I really want the darker shade, or sorry, it's the first book is the, a darker shade of magic, but it's the Shades of Magic series. I really want that to be adapted into a movie. I think it's maybe going to be, it's both a book series and a series of comics. Cool. And I really want it to be a movie, but not just any movie. I want an animated movie. Like, back in the day, like, I'm talking 2D. I like Hand drawn, so it, would, it would work really well. I'll be honest, I was a little scared when you said shades and darker, but this sounds <laughs> <laughs> this sounds this sounds very fun. Uh, yeah, what is like what's the series about? Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, no, no, none of that. Not oh, that. Gosh. Not that. Not that. What's um, what's the series about? All right, so it's by Victoria Schwab, and it's um, set in a world in which there are four different Londons that are intersecting. It's like alternate worlds, basically, um, and it's all about magic between these worlds sort of bleeding together, and that's a really bad summary. But well, that sounds interesting. I, just a little snippet, a teaser. Is each world like kind of differently themed? Yes. There's awesome. a gray London, okay. a red London, a white London that has fallen, and a dark London that we don't talk about. <laughs> oh, my. Well, what did you say it was called again, the series? The Shades of Magic series. The Shades of Magic series. Have to check that out. All right, Riley, what do you think? I would love to see the Peaky Blinders into a movie or The Office. Oh, oh the my. Office. The Office movie. Oof. I only want to see I The want... Office if it's a drama. Yeah, I want to see The Office movie if it's like it's it's like some Lord of the Rings style, like Michael Scott leading just like I an mean, army of paper employees. Steve Carell's Quentin like, Tarantino directs. Oh my it. gosh, Steve Carell's gone in that direction now, so it could happen. Steve Carell's career is so interesting to it me. Interesting. What, um, what is the first one though, Riley? Could you describe that first one? Peaky Blinders is about like a British gang and just their involvement with other gangs. And horse races, betting. Interesting. I like. I love a good crime movie. Yeah. Good. Uh. Good fellas. How about you, Max? What would you turn well, into a movie? Um. Anyone who knows me on a personal level already knows what I'm gonna say, and uh, I am with you, Ren. I'm a pretty big nerd. Um. There is an anime that I, I just love. Are you um, gonna say I, what I think you're gonna say? Probably. Maybe. I'm Maybe. not going to say Full Metal Alchemist. I was going to say One Piece. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's One Piece. <laughs> I would um, uh, give up any ev- <laughs> anything. A- anything and everything to be a part of a live action One Piece production. Who would you play? Zoro. <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> I've thought about it. So I could do Sanji and I'd probably look better as Sanji, but I'm just not the personality of Sanji as much as I'd rather just be Zoro and napping and drinking and then cutting up bad guys with my three swords but hopefully this wouldn't be like a netflix death note situation right. no well they're ma- so sadly they're making a netflix has been working on a live action one piece series no. as a series but they're getting it overseen by chiro oda who does okay. all the original writing okay um so I, I have a little hope but yeah i if, it, if i'm not in it i'm not gonna think it's good <laughs> The thing is, I need to be, I want to be like a story consultant on that one. Yeah. I, I care. <laughs> I care, man. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, speaking of animes that didn't do well, um, I would love for them to do another Avatar, the last airbender movie and do it correctly. Oh, yeah. Cause I love that series with all my heart and so disappointing. <laughs> another Death Note movie would also yeah. be cool. That yeah, one was definitely. really bad. Not or good. another Full Metal Alchemist movie. That yeah, one was that not one great either. That one wasn't either. great either. Well, that's because they also tried to adapt the original anime, which wasn't based on the manga. <sighs> you know? I think yeah. we could go Netflix. on all day <laughs> about together. shows that haven't been done correctly and movies that were sadly adapted wrong. But unfortunately, we're going to have to take another quick break. And then we don't have all day. When we come back, we're going to do our nationals, and we might just throw in a little weather. A very special weather segment on today's Rocky Mountain Review, because I don't know if you saw outside, but... It's cold. um, Yeah, it was cold. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins and say what you had for breakfast or your favorite smell. That can't be right.
Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. We've had uh, quite a show today. Just to recap, we had CSU Chemistry Club coming in and talking about their Halloween Spooktacular, which uh, is going to be um, a big event that a bunch of STEM clubs are doing for Halloween, and it involves face painting and science shows and all kinds of fun stuff. So if you want to know more about that, you can check out their website. We have the Great Rock Review Mm -hmm. in today. and uh, They read some poetry, and it was so incredible. They read some fantastic poetry and they told us a little bit about the submission process. If you're interested in submitting something to the Grey Rock Review, uh, you can find information about how and where to submit on their website. Um, we also did a fun conversation about what series we'd like to see be made into movies and the Grey Rock ladies joined us for that one. But, as well as Riley, our reporter in training. Oh, and Riley, our reporter in training. I was going to give him a uh, a oh, very a special special shout Ooh. out, but we Sorry, can, so we'll save thunder. that for the thank yous at the end. All right. Um, but it is now time for one of I uh, probably probably my favorite segment of the show, which <gasps> really? Ren pioneered here. Uh, our national holidays. So what day is it today? Ren? All right. Well, October tenth, which is today, sure is a slice of cake because it is both Angel Food Cake Day and National Cake Decorating Day. Originating in the United States and first becoming popular in the late nineteenth century, Angel Food Cake was so named because of its airy lightness. It was said to be the food of angels. The National Day both encourages people across the U.S. to eat and make Angel Food Cake. What's a cake without decorations? That's I don't know. what <laughs> Well, that's what the National Cake what that's what National Cake Decorating Day asks. This day celebrates cake decorations of all kinds, whether it be frosting, fondant, sprinkles, or fruit. No matter how intricate or simple, the decorations are all decor the decorations are all welcome on National Cake Decoration Day. You can observe this day by decorating your own cake or consuming one that is pre-decorated. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> It's not a national holiday, but it is worth noting that today is the fictional character Squidward Tentacles' birthday. Squidward Tentacles is an anthropomorphized squid from the popular television show SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob. Yes. <laughs> I think you have to hold your nose for that one. SpongeBob. I'm just trying to practice my clarinet. <laughs> that made you very Southern very fast. <laughs> All right, back on the topic of national holidays, it is World Mental Health Day. World Mental Health Day raises awareness and mobilizes efforts to support mental health. The national calendar states, mental health is a hot topic. This is good news. It means the stigma for mental health issues is slowly going away. Mental health issues are finally getting the attention they deserve. Healthcare workers and individuals feel they can discuss mental health more openly. However, that doesn't mean there isn't still work to do. As a whole, we often misunderstand mental health because it is too hard to define. Additionally, mental health includes several areas. These areas involve one's social, emotional, and psychological well-being. Mental health affects thoughts, feelings, and actions. When one has positive mental health, they are better equipped to handle stress, be more productive, and realize their full potential. When one has poor mental health, they are more likely to suffer from a mental health disorder. Thanks to increased awareness and increased funding for research, there are effective treatment options for most cases of mental health disorders. Conventional treatment methods include medication, psychotherapy, and hospital and residential programs. The World Federation for Mental Health suggests if you know someone who struggles with mental health disorder, World Mental Health Day is a great way to reach out to them. While many people don't feel comfortable talking to others about their diagnosis, knowing they have someone to reach out to makes a real difference. While it's not National Coming Out Day yet, it will be tomorrow. Tomorrow, KCSU is celebrating National Coming Out Day by having students at CSU tell their coming out stories on air all day. You can tune in to listen to their stories, or if you would like to tell your own, you can call. You can do so by calling or texting at 970-491-5278 from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Again, that number you can call or text to tell your story is 970-491-5278. And that is all the national news I have today. Day. Thank you very much, Ren. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's a lot of national news, national days going yeah, on today. It definitely is. It's also National Handbag Day, but I didn't feel that was important to include. But Not if compared you're, to cake decorating. If your handbag needs some birthday. love, today is the day to give it. Awesome. Well, we have two more segments left in the show. And for the second to last segment, we have a lot of people in the studio, so I'm going to need everyone to give me a drum roll for this. It's time for the weather! Oh, oh, oh. Oh. 
So, I know normally normally I go into the weather guns blazing full energy, but I'd like to slow things down a little bit today because today, in my mind, is a very important important day for the weather. Uh, today is the first time in, like, five years, I believe, that we've had snow before Halloween in Colorado. Like, real snow. It's still snowing in Denver. It's been snowing all day. So I would just like to take a moment to appreciate this. Thank you, Poseidon, <laughs> God of the Sea. Or whoever caused this. Happy Zeus. Um, Zeus is the weather. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, but dude. But yeah, anyway, back I, to my I normal. I read Percy Jackson. I know. Upbeat weather persona because we've acknowledged that today's really cool. It is a high of 35 and a 41 degree drop from yesterday, a low of 16 and approximately two and a half inches of snow. Whoa! Tomorrow, the temperatures are rising again with a high of 48 in sunshine all day, so I hope you didn't get too used to that snow. The temperatures rise throughout the weekend with a high of 58 on Saturday and a high of 64 on Sunday. It's going to be sunny both of those days. Nice. As you go into next week, the sun slowly starts to just go away, even as the temperatures keep rising. Monday, there will be a high of 69 with a substantial cloud coverage, and on Tuesday, the clouds are gone, but... I'll have to tell you more on Tuesday's show. All right. That is the end of our show today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we have a lot of people to thank, but yeah. naturally. We, of course, have to thank Damien Castile, who made all of the music that you're listening to. Wait, you mean the song that's that's playing right, right now? Now? Yeah. Yeah, that song. This one. Awesome. So, yeah, we'd like to thank Damien Castile. He makes all our music. Thank you, Damien. Uh, of course, we'd like to thank our amazing guests today, uh, Natalia and Amy, as well as the two girls from the Chemistry Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the show. We really appreciate having you here and having people to talk to. Otherwise, it would just be us talking to ourselves, and that's no fun. Uh, we'd <laughs> it's like a to thank, fun. It's a little fun. <laughs> we'd like to thank Riley for coming in and uh, just training jumping with us. In, just jumping in, yeah. Just hopping in here, being a great sport about it having us just have him say things on the air (laughs) uh thank you for being such a good sport we'd have to thank everyone at kcsu but specifically julia badalise uh hannah copeland isaiah reyes peter wack hunter sinclair and asher corn and of course everybody really just everybody at kcsu we could not have this show run as smoothly as it does or, or really at all, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i needed at without, least three people's help to set up the recording today yeah, it got without complicated. Our, um, wonderful staff here at kcsu um yeah thank you so much for helping us um i want to thank you ren because uh, me well, so many reasons. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just, no, not me. <laughs> no, 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 you. Uh, I was going to say, you just, w- without this, I don't think I'd be even motivated to have a new show. Oh. So thank you. Yeah, I have to thank you for just getting great people on the show and always keeping the show running as smoothly as it does. And We're of course, keeping it real. Yeah, we have to thank everybody who listens to us. We just had a huge crowd outside of our studio for a second, but they ran away. But Shout everyone, everyone who stands outside our studio, everyone who listens from their car, everyone who listens on the website, thank you so much. We definitely couldn't do without you. Yeah, and of course, we'll see you next time.